Welcome to Five Cats, Two Pussies. This is Ronnie. And this is Lindsay. And this is part two of Grace Church Graveyard. Yay! Super excited. We're always so excited, excited and I always love that. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna get into the part two of the graveyards. We have a couple of couple more files to discuss. And if this is uh, the first time that you are listening to the podcast, awesome. Welcome. Hello. Uh, but Hi. if you <laughs> If you <laughs> very creepy high from the background. <laughs> if you haven't uh, listened to part one of uh, Grace Church Graveyard or Grave Church uh, Grace Church Cemetery, feel free to stop now, go back and listen to that episode, and then rejoin this one. Or feel free to listen to this one. They're standalone. You don't listen need to listen to one then the other. You can listen to this one, go back, do what you like, but just know you don't have to listen to the other one first. But you should. It is good. You should listen to both because then you'll get a complete picture of the graveyard and our creepy experiences there. But yeah, I mean, it's okay. We're rambling. (laughs) We're rambling now. (laughs) Uh, So we had a a drive by near hair snatching experience uh, earlier today. Yes. Uh, So Kenway uh, is is engineer Dan and I's first black cat and indoor cat uh, but he definitely is into being outside when he can chase something as most cats want to do so this morning he actually out of nowhere uh dive bombed the porch we have a little porch on our back of our apartment and squirrels have been going rampant we have large oak trees in the backyard and lots and lots of squirrels and they're all fat and chubby for the winter and they've been hanging out on our back porch and he made a mad dash after squirrels past engineer Dan and his morning cigarette uh, and didn't make it very far only like five <laughs> feet before uh, he got the disapproving dad look and turned around and slunk <laughs> back inside but later on in the afternoon we had more squirrel encounters. It's true. I feel like I feel like Kenway was trying to save you. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't I don't think it was Kenway, man, because I came in and you were finishing up a reading in the living room and Kenway and I were hanging out in the craft room with that, Engineer Dan. Yep, that's a tarot reading for mm-hmm. for those following along. And uh Kenway was sitting at the window just kind of like chirping out the squirrels and I was I was sitting there with him and I was ruffling his neck and then Engineer Dan and I decided to go out onto the porch we had the door open uh we were making sure that kenway wasn't going to come outside <laughs> he and he was totally content with that kenway was he was uh, inside on his perch in the craft room just licking his little butt <laughs> it's a, a, a must be a very tasty butt he does that often <laughs> it's gotta so be a, a tasty butt he is a butt licker yeah uh but I feel like like continue on with the story and then I'll I'll sort of backtrack into how I think kenway was trying to help you Okay. All right. So, um, engineer and Dan and I were on the porch and there was the sounds of a scuffle and I wasn't quite sure what was happening because it was all very sudden and there were noises. And I, I like to the right in my peripheral, I see something that's there. And, but then to my left, all of a sudden there is a squirrel scurrying down the, like the porch trail. It was, I mean, it was the stairs coming from the third floor. Yeah. Uh, Just flying down those stairs. And then looking up above those stairs to the left, a hawk is circling around the building. So Engineer Dan then tells me 
this hawk just flew like right behind you trying to get this squirrel. <laughs> we have seen a hawk. So we have a couple, there's a couple of pairs of hawks that nest in the neighborhood, which is awesome. Uh, we have a very biodiverse yard, but uh, yeah, all these fat chubby squirrels that are like having a party on the third floor balcony, hanging out on a rail. I actually caught one sleeping like both legs dangling over the sides oh of the God, rail, like chin stretched so out, cute. a big chubby mammer jammer to the point that I was like, is it dead? And then I like tapped on the window and it looked at me. I was like, oh no, it was literally just a, like it was too fat to get back up the stairs. So we just decided to sleep on the rail. Um, but yeah, the, the, the hawk has started dive bombing our porch for squirrels, which I think is awesome. I mean, if squirrels I were a hungry assholes. hawk, then those squirrels are... They're pretty filling. But it almost got your ponytail <laughs> instead. <Yeah. laughs> See, I think Kenway had a premonition. Like, I think Kenway was smart enough to have a premonition of, like, I'm going to scare these squirrels away so that later when Lindsay is here, then he the, was you won't get attacked me. by a hawk. Oh, <laughs> my little fang-toothed pal. <laughs> Can you imagine him. if the hawk had grabbed a hold of your ponytail? Um, I would have. I would have been. I would have felt so blessed. <laughs> Honestly, I would have. <laughs> That's not what I would have done. <laughs> I would have felt so blessed. If a hawk had come down and like chosen to touch me, I would have been like, <gasps> I have been chosen by the gods. Well, now you've been straight up rejected. <laughs> I know, <fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, all hawk <laughs> drama and squirrel fatties aside, <laughs> Kenway needs to stay inside. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, we do have a great episode for you and we wanted to, uh, actually start off and share a little bit about, uh, some of the stones that we had seen. So, uh, if this is, you know, your sort of first time chiming in here, uh, the Grace, uh, the Grace Churchyard is, or the Grace Church Graveyard, sorry, is in Providence, Rhode Island. And it's very old, uh, and it has a lot of great old marble and granite stones. And Lindsay and I took a little trip down to Providence a couple of weeks ago and took a little walk through the graveyard and took some notes and recordings along the way. Now, uh, just as a reminder, we are going to drop in some of the audio files that we recorded actually in the graveyard with a handheld recorder. And the sound quality is okay. It's not great. So if you're an audiophile and this sort of thing is really going to like mess you up, uh, we're going to give you a time cue. These ones are real short. So uh, we'll give you a warning when they're coming up. But before we get into there, uh, we saw some really pretty gravestones. There were some really pretty gravestones. Um, the lack of symbolism on them kind of surprised me. Yeah, there were. So there were some really pretty ones that were also like, there was no carvings. I expected them to be more ornate. But there was a lot that just had like cool aging and weathering effects and the marble and moss and that sort of thing that I found really pretty. Um, but yeah, I I guess I kind of thought it would be a little bit more like when you think maybe a traditional Salem grave, uh, gravestone that has like the skull and the wings and the right, know, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I was definitely expecting more iconography from them. Uh, we didn't see much. It was mostly words, but we did see some 
some stuff on right. them for sure. The one that I saw that um, I was really drawn to, I probably took like seven or eight photos of this one um, tombstone, which I will put up on our Instagram. Um, but it was like three little daisy like flowers or three or four of these daisy like flowers clustered together. Yeah. That was um, the evening primrose. And you told me this before, uh, but I am so excited about that. Yeah. I think that that is freaking awesome. I love evening primrose. And I did not th- know that that was something that you would carve into a headstone. Yeah, apparently um, it was. And I don't know how often it is done so now, but it's uh, the representation is of uh, eternal love and youth and hope and sadness oh um it is a really cool flower it opens in the early evening and closes like mid-morning yep which is not typical for most flowers yep yeah so it actually grows in the backyard um so which is really cool it's uh, a bee attractant and a butterfly attractant um and it only flowers every other year so if a plant if a plant grows this year uh, it won't grow a flower stalk until next year. So oh. it's every other year that it flowers. And once that plant has flowered, it's done. Really? But, yep. And it makes a bajillion seeds. It like It's this tall stalk, like taller than me. I'm only 5'4", but tall, tall stalks of yellow flowers and bright, beautiful clusters of these sort of soft yellow flowers. And yeah, if you like, I love it because I can see them out my kitchen window. And when I'm making coffee in the morning, that's like the first thing I see is just this smattering of yellow flowers and they weren't there the night before. And so I, I love it. Um, but yeah, they do, they close and by close, I mean like they, they basically die off. They bloom one night and then they're done. No shit. dude. And then new ones bloom. That's so crazy. They have a bunch of other names that they go by too. Uh, desert primrose, birdcage evening primrose, devil's lantern. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> My personal favorite, lion in a cage. Also cool. Not as cool as devil's lantern. I mean, come on. I know. How fitting well, to put it. I mean, a- <laughs> I like lion in a cage because we were talking about your boobs earlier and lion in a cage just seems appropriate for <laughs> <Fair>. your boobs. <laughs> um. <laughs> I feel like Devil's Lantern is like really cool in relation to being carved on a tombstone though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and there was a there were a few other things that we saw uh, buds, for example, like flower buds. Oh yeah, you showed me. We'll put that picture up as well. Um, yeah, I didn't see that one personally, but that was really pretty. I saw several gravestones uh, with flower buds on them, and I couldn't quite tell what they were until I I started reading up on it, and then was like, oh yeah, this is totally what that was. Uh, and they most it's most often rosebuds. It can be any flower. It's most often rosebuds. Um, and they most often decorate the grave of a child, especially when they're broken, like if the stem is broken on it. So it represents um, uh, the fragility of the beginnings of life and how it is how that is too often cut short. That's so pretty. I know. So sad, too. So sad. There were some other things. We didn't, like I said, there wasn't a lot on yeah. there. Um, I saw a little bit of wheat. What's wheat for? So wheat. I didn't see any wheat. Wheat will usually adorn the grave of somebody who has lived a long and fruitful life. Oh, okay, cool. Um, it's also a Masonic symbol. Yeah, I did see a lot of Freemason uh, carvings, um, What like different um, symbols that 
I'm familiar with kind of thing. So I could easily identify like that person was a Freemason. Yeah. It also represents immortality and re- uh, resurrection um, because it is a harvested grain. So oh. it, it can, okay. you know. That makes sense. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not a farmer. I don't know if it grows back after you harvest it or if you have to plant it again. But that's the reasoning behind it. But also, this is a super creepy thing. Um priests in ancient Greece and ancient Rome used to sprinkle the heads of the victims of their sacrifices, human sacrifices, with wheat flour before killing them. So that could have something to do with that symbolism of immortality and resurrection. Okay. Neat. Awesome. Creepy Uh, fuckers. Yeah. (laughs) That is very creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I found it interesting that unlike walking through perhaps a more modern graveyard, um, there weren't a lot of religious symbols, as you would think modern Christianity or something like that. Like, I didn't see a lot of crosses or uh, lambs or anything like that. A few crosses, not really anything more than that. Yeah. I didn't really see any animal symbolism in there. Yeah, me neither. I had the same feeling. I was also surprised to see that. Yeah, it was like there was, you know, some cool angels and that sort of thing. Uh, but they were more like statues, less, you know, engraved on the tombstone. It was definitely a lot right. more botanical. And, and they seemed that to be quartered awesome. off to specific sections, yes. too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was. So we'll put up some photos so that everyone can see. But I love finding out about, you know, not only the the people that are buried and their little stories, but also like you know the pictures that are on there have a meaning and they were carved on there for a purpose which is awesome totally we have um we have a you have some cool stories about some specific people in that cemetery too we do um but we're going to drop to that file first so that you can hear a little bit of our experience um and then we'll tell you a little bit about uh, what we what we thought the folks involved um it's this next file is going to be two minutes long. So again, audio files or people that don't like static, <laughs> maybe just fast forward in two minutes. You won't miss that much. Otherwise, hang with us. We'll be right back, which is see you soon. Tarot reading. We're hanging out with John and Henry Hazard. And it looks like they have their own little Hazard family plot. Some of the stones are clearly older than the others but I don't know these, there was two just sort of hanging out by themselves John and Henry the dates are sort of worn off so it's hard to tell how old they were or when they died but all around this plot and sort of scattered through the plot are tiny little mullein plants and it's a big fat ones. but it just I don't know, felt like a good space also like to shuffle seven times. Sometimes the seven doesn't feel right, but yeah. they do seven. Oh, it's foggy over there. Queen of Pentacles. For this particular deck, Queen of Pentacles. All their strength hanging safely at home. Enshrunt and entombed. Vigilant and alone. Oh, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> cool. Oh, Thanks, man. Hazard. <laughs> I'm gonna read that one more time. Her strength, hanging safely at home, enshrined and entombed. 
vigilant and alone. Right in front of John and Henry Hazard on a large plot where they're the only two stones. Oops. And alone. I think that's a good idea. Farmer's Almanacs have a plethora of information on stuff like this. And I think oh, I could actually be able to... Oh, like old ones? Or, mm-hmm. um, find some old information. Hey, spooky. That was spooky. Dude. <laughs> 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 I think I got a full tee on that laugh from you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, oh, all right. <laughs> Our cackling aside. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> so we went to graveyard. Did our whole, like, graveyard tour, and then I decided I want to pull a tarot card and found these two headstones that were, like, apart from everything else. They'd been calling to you for a while. Yeah, because it was just, like, like, they were two white, thin marble, round-topped, like, you know, your sort of standard old white marble uh, headstones, because they were, like... In their own little plot, but they were the only two there. Right, they were, and yeah. it was it was weird. It was super spooky because and weird. it was a super old area of the of the graveyard, and we were like, "Oh, is it just these two guys, or right. they're just unmarked graves?" We right. weren't sure, and I'm still not sure. Yeah, um, but. I think the other thing to notice is, like, that whole plot was, like, covered in tiny little mullen plants. It was. Yeah. It, it's like it had mullen measles. It was <laughs> uh, it was abundant by comparison. But, yeah, so um, we pulled the tarot card there. And I want to talk a little bit about the tarot, I guess, and then talk a little bit about... Uh, Henry and John. Yeah. So the intent from the start, from right. before we went in there, you had already stated that you intended to pull a tarot card before yes. we went in. Yes. Uh, because the 14-year-old uh, girl in me was like, I can do it seance in the graveyard. <laughs> yeah, dude. And that's and, yeah. like, fuck yeah, yeah, man. So I wanted to pull a tarot in the graveyard. That was something like I never did. And I did plenty of other shit in a graveyard, but I did not pull a tarot in a graveyard. <laughs> Are we so, going to talk about the other stuff no. you've done in the graveyard? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> maybe someday when we have a Patreon, people can pay to hear that. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we... Like, it was something I really wanted to do because um, it's a new year and we were going, like, we went uh, and actually did this sort of tour of the graveyard or our own little tour of the graveyard uh, very early in January. So it was something that, like, I wanted to start the year off with tarot reading and this seemed like a really, I don't know, just like a cool place. I wanted to see what kind of energies we could pull from it. Yeah, it did seem appropriate. And and you were holding on to that too. It wasn't until like right before we left that I was like, are you still going to pull a card? Yeah, because I wanted to find the right place. Like I, I felt like if this was something that I was going to do, I wasn't just going to like sit down in the middle of like the right. grass and just do it on any old spot. Like it had to be the right it spot. It had to feel had, right. Yeah, it had I to totally right. understand that dude. Yep. And, and when I asked you that, you were like, you know, I've been, I've been thinking it needs to be over here. There's these two yeah. graves that are kind of alone and it feels like that's the right spot. Yes. So, uh, I'm, I sort of read the, uh, 
the sort of excerpt from the deck on the particular card I pulled, but it's a little garbled, so I'm going to reread it for everyone. Now, so, what's the particular deck that you use? Right. So, um, I use the uh, Leland Olive uh, Ophidia Rosa Tarot, which is a, uh, it's more of an, it's, more of an intuition deck for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do a whole episode in the future on tarot and my particular practice with it and that sort of thing. But uh, the thing with this particular deck is that it doesn't have all of the um, it doesn't have all the same meanings. Uh. Oh dear! <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have all of the <laughs> same meanings as a traditional tarot deck. Um, so it's based more on intuition. That's the way I read it is more of an intuitive read as opposed to a traditional read. But I'm going to talk a little bit about both. So, uh, I did a single card draw. I shuffle seven times. That's just my thing. If I'm going to do a drawing for myself, I shuffle seven times and I cut the deck and then I drew the top card on the portion of the deck that I decided to draw from. And I drew the queen of pentacles. Now, if you are familiar with tarot, uh, the traditional reading of the Queen of Pentacles has to do with wealth. So pentacles are a wealth symbol. And um, this particular tarot has to do with the balance between your work life and your family life. And finally achieving that. Um, and uh, and that's great. But I wanted to read reread the excerpt from the little booklet that comes with this particular deck because mm-hmm. it's very poetic and I felt like just in that moment it was so in spooky. that moment it the was church bells spooky. it like, seemed so perfect oh. the church bell yeah the church bell started ringing yeah. as soon as you pulled the card yeah it was it was very like I just I don't know I felt all of a sudden like as I was shuffling the church bell started and we're standing by these two graves all by themselves yeah. full of mullen like it was just, almost like very an, connected an intimate moment very yeah. intimate Um, So, the excerpt from my deck says, All of our strength, hanging safely at home, enshrined and entombed, vigilant and alone. And I just felt like that card was not, it was for me, but it was also for them. Right. It was for that moment. When you read that to me while we were there, I felt like it was for them. Yeah. I, I did, like, I did too. Just the idea of... Like these two particular, what I have since learned, are brothers. Um, these two gentlemen being safely at home together in their plot of land, enshrined and entombed, being vigilant as the only two in their like family plot, and being all alone in their family plot. I don't yeah. know. They just it felt cool. It, it felt was, heavy. It, it felt spooky. So I freaked myself out and <laughs> fucked up at the same time. And what I you pulled that yeah, card. What I really loved as well is that is the first card I pulled for myself this year. So, I didn't do my traditional New Year's Day reading. Uh and it's the first card I pulled and something that I had sort of set as a personal intention for myself for this year is to find a better balance between my work life and my home life and to not stress about work things at home as much or um, to come home with more energy and realize that just because I might be drained from my work my day-to-day at my job doesn't mean that I cease to exist once I arrive home. Mm-hmm. There's still stuff that I need to get done at home and still things I want to be productive with in my off time. And yeah, so I, I just, it felt so 
whole, like holistically complete. It was perfect for that spooky in moment. Gave me the chills. I almost dropped all my cards, yeah. which I would have cried. I'm, I don't know that I would have, if I had to drop my cards in the graveyard, I might not have read from them again. That would have yeah. freaked me. Yeah. When you read that card to me, dude, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so, I really, I'm glad we did a drawing there i'm glad we read for these two folks i am too and what makes me more happy is that you drew a card at the place that you felt lured to right also for my particular deck um for what it's worth uh, is all botanical images and it this one has mushrooms on it and mushrooms grow on dead things <laughs> it has other things too it has like this little cool little wreath and some herbs and flowers and stuff but it's got three little mushrooms on it Aww. so yeah i don't know it just it was cool um but as we mentioned uh the two grave markers that were there were john and henry hazard and yeah did you find anything out yeah, about them uh, a little bit um so I didn't uh, I didn't manage to find anything from Farmer's Almanac. So I love Farmer's Almanacs. I'm a g- geeky garden witch that um, likes to plant things by the moon. And so I need a Farmer's Almanac to tell me that. Um, that being said, they're awesome historical records. Oh, my God. If you've never read one, like it's like the best gossip magazine from like the early 1800s. The Farmer's Almanac? Yeah. <laughs> so I I mean I've I've looked through them before. Actually my uh youngest sister's gift to my mother every year for Christmas is a Farmer's Almanac. Oh, okay. Um so I've I've like leafed through them sure. before but i've never gotten quite in depth and i and i don't think that i've ever really come across historical records that have striked my interest so Fair. much but yeah i don't know like i have like the new ones aren't the same i don't think the old ones were um they were like the town records they were the gossip rag they were like business advertisements, they were horoscopes, they were lunar planting cycles and tide charts. But the, my favorite thing about them was that uh, they always have these like just a blanket of obituaries, essentially. And so they'll have, and but it's not just obituaries; it's town, it's major town events. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it'll have a whole section that's like, um, like. John Henry Hazard died on this day from pneumonia. And then the following pneumonia? <laughs> no, no, that was just oh. an example. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh then like they'll and they'll follow it up with um AJ Brown's barn burnt down and uh, like due to a lightning strike and so and so storefront blew off due to a hurricane. <gasps> so you get this whole community historical record within this little like old gossip magazine. I I love it. I, but I couldn't, so I have yet, I'm not I couldn't, I have yet to find the Farmer's Almanac from Providence because this was also... I didn't realize that they were regional yeah, they were at regional. that time. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, every town, every town, sh- well, not town, but like, yeah, every t- sort of group had one. And so Providence and Newport had their own. Oh. Um, and Boston had its own and Lexington had its own. So, Of yeah. course, Lexington <laughs> had its own. I got nothing against Lexington. Fuck. I mean, so did Concord. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so there was all kinds of these almanacs, but um, they were awesome. And I have yet to find the one specific to either John or Henry Hazard, but... I did find out that very pretty easily that the Hazard family is 
an old, old ass family. They came uh, to Providence in the 1600s. Wow. Yeah. Like Damn. that's how far From, somebody has like, traced England? this back. Yeah. This is how far somebody has traced this particular family lineage back. And I found uh, a, a, a document that had all of the sort of genealogical information, um, which is quite the read. Like any family in the colonial Puritan eras, there's some fucking weird shit in there. <laughs> there is some like truly horrific information. Oh, no. Uh, and there was also a lot of like really fun information. So I'm going to share like one like fun story that I read okay. uh, as opposed to the horrific nonsense. Were, uh, they, were they ultimately shitheads? Not all of them. I mean, like oh, any okay. family that has seven generations, some of them are shitheads and some of them aren't. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah. Uh, there was one little story that was like an excerpt from a letter to somebody that uh, basically from a woman's point of view recounting how she knew she was going to marry someone. She, and it went along the lines of I was standing on the fence speaking with so-and-so and, -so, and uh, my husband had ridden off uh, and or my future husband had ridden off. And I turned to my friend and I said, he'll be back in a moment. He's forgotten something. And lo and behold, a few moments later, he rode up on his horse, leaned down, kissed me on the cheek and rode off without saying a word. And that's how I knew I'd marry him. I was just like, cool. I mean, <laughs> I feel like that was the juiciest <laughs> romance novel, no, like for for like the seventeen hundreds. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> to get back to poor John and Henry, uh, I was able to trace them down, and they are brothers. So, uh, to the best of my recollection, um, Henry S. Hazard was born on May 18th of 1822 and died October 13th of 1859. And his brother, John, was born in September 23rd of 1830 and died December 12th of 1856. They were our age when they died. Yeah. Yep. And they were the, uh, they were two of... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Holy eight, shit, nine, ten, dude. eleven, twelve, oh thirteen, gosh, fourteen. Uh, 14. There were two of fourteen what the children. Fuck? <laughs> one of them this is the one that really got me, is in this family lineage. We have Marianne, Richard, Elizabeth, Emma, Sylvester Jr., Henry S. And then it just says a child. And then it goes on to Jared, right Amanda, John, Lucinda, and Anson. Oh my but God. yeah, a child. Could you? How many was that? Four, fourteen. Wow. I think that's. Could 14. you imagine birthing fourteen children? Nope. Oh <laughs> no. I, I mean, I can't even imagine birthing one. Mm -mm. That's a lot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, so. I won't dwell too much further on on poor John and and Henry. I couldn't. They died very young. Um, I couldn't find out much inf more information about them specifically, but I'm interested enough that I'll probably keep looking. Maybe we can find out if they yeah. did something cool. Yeah, I mean... Like, maybe they were okay, dudes. They, they were seventh generation uh, hazards in Providence. And uh, I did find out that their uh, their grandfather, Sylvester, uh, was a sea captain. And he drowned, but not while at sea. He, oh, that's <laughs> fucked up, man. He died. He was, he was home on leave was fishing on the shores and drowned. Oh. And and it gets better. Well, worse Sylvester, better. Sylvester, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Uh, his body was recovered by, uh, by a friend of his who brought uh, this guy, George, with him. George was a medical student. 
And George was the one that had to tell Sylvester's widow that Sylvester had died. He had such good bedside manner that she eventually married him. This all sounds very <laughs> suspicious to me. So suspicious that it almost sounds like murder. <laughs> Gosh, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> So we we have juicy facts about Sylvester who died died while fishing and his wife married the medical examiner who found his body which is fucking weird. Right, who found him, who just happened upon his body. Yep. Um yes. uh, yeah, so uh Man, Farmer's Almanac and weird old history. (laughs) Uh, So we've got one more final excerpt for you from our time there. Um, This one's going to also be about two minutes long. So uh, play it along or skip ahead, whatever suits you best. And we'll be right back in two minutes to wrap up the Grace Church Graveyard Part 2. See ya soon, witches. So that was our first trip to a graveyard. I think we'll extrapolate a little bit after we have a chance to sort of digest, but it's a really nice graveyard if you're in Providence and you're into graveyards, you just like a nice sort of quiet, contemplative space, I'd recommend it. The uh, Grace Cemetery. 50-50 we've been locked in. We're about to find out. Yeah, I can't <laughs> tell from here. <laughs> I think it's still open. They should stay open till 6. Yeah, the fence is really short, you guys. So like, like, we'll be able to get out. But I like that while we've been here, we had some some gut reactions. We drew a little bit of a spooky tarot card. We saw a lot of graveyard dust or mullen. And the fog has rolled in, the sun's gone down. It's kind of still a nice space. Very January space. Yeah. Worth the trek? Yeah, totally do. Yay, we're not locked out! (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, I don't know why. This is going to be the weirdest thing I maybe ever do on the podcast. But I feel like, I don't know, I just got this sudden urge to like curtsy on my way out. (laughs) Feel like, thanks guys, we'll come again. Uh, Sometimes. Later. Alright, time for a beer. (laughs) We had a really great time in that graveyard. We had a super good time in that graveyard. There was a hot second there where we definitely thought we were locked in for the night. (laughs) We thought we were locked in. Uh, There were moments of illness in the graveyard. Uh, We did think that we were going to have to jump a fence. Yeah, that that would have been difficult in a skirt, but I think we could have managed it. Granted, it wasn't a very tall fence. It was definitely shorter than you, RV. 
Yeah, maybe. It was. I'm it not was. that athletic. We could have rolled you over it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that would have ended so badly with a drop on the other side. The, the drop on the other side of the fence was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would have been great. We totally could have done it. But we, we did have a great time in the graveyard. I think, you know, sort of the way we, like, started the whole experience, if you want to go back to part one, and that sort of somber feeling of a lot of the gravestones being, um, vandalized and that sort of heavy feeling is almost like how we left but like I don't know I felt when we were leaving after the panic of we might be locked in surpassed uh, it it was it, it felt nice it felt light right like I didn't have like it was still somber and it was but it was almost a refreshing feeling too after having yeah. gone through the entire I felt we complete. It did. And I think that's why I felt the need to curtsy. And it's a like sort of, it was to me, uh, this way of saying thank you. Yeah. And being respectful. Like, exactly. You it had was m- our sign of respect for them giving us their time. Right. And their energy and, mm-hmm. um, and sharing their space with us because sort of that idea that I had of, is wouldn't it be cool if they all got up and like hung out? Yeah. I feel like they hung out with us. Hang out with their tits out. <laughs> so <laughs> tits or no tits. I, I felt like, yeah, it was just, it was, it was a nice thing to do. And I think that, yeah. you know, maybe if you work in a graveyard or you know somebody that does, and if there's like specific do's or don'ts, you want to drop us a line um, or send us a DM on Instagram to let us know you know what the actual preferred do's and don'ts are but I think a good rule of thumb don't deface uh, the tombstones don't walk on the graves if you can help it but sometimes it's hard like you know sometimes, sometimes you can't really tell where people are lying exactly um, and just be respectful of the fact that this is a place for people to be remembered this is their final place to spend the rest of their time whatever your beliefs are but it's also the final place where people come to say goodbye to them and talk to them and just being respectful of that. I, I mean, I've certainly been a teenager in a graveyard where perhaps I wasn't always the most respectful riding my horse or uh, otherwise frolicking through the graveyard. But, you know, I think I think that, you know, as as sort of a cool and alone and chill place as it can be, it should also be respected. Now, outside of the graveyard, we did have a ton of fun in Providence We itself. did. Yeah, it was, it was a great time. So we wanted to give a couple of shout-outs to uh, some of the places that we visited because it was my first time hanging out in Providence. And uh, I know it was your sort of first or second time. It was not my like... first time. I've hung out in Providence plenty of times, okay. but it was always for work. Right. But it was my first time hanging out in Providence with a friend who, with similar interests and uh and i ended up having just the best time with you there yeah it's definitely if you're in the area uh of providence rhode island it's definitely worth like the trek to go out and check out some of these places so if you're witchy inclined uh there's a great little shop called october that has awesome housewares and a great selection of books we we both got a couple of books. Yeah, I got two books myself there. And we'll be using those, talking about those in future podcasts. But uh, they had jewelry. They had tarot decks. They had candles and incense. A lot of locally made stuff. I'm currently wearing a lipstick called Grave Digger by Necromancy, which yes. they sold. It looks so good. It's on cute. You. Probably not the greatest witchy store to visit if you're looking for 
spellcraft materials. Right, but that's not what they are. It's not, but it's a a super cool shop nonetheless, run by wonderful people, and we we adored it. Yes. Uh, also, it's very close to Bayberry, which is uh, a beer bar, um, sort of around the corner from it. And if you're walking that way, you might see a five CTP sticker or two. Uh, yeah. Don't know how they got there. No idea how they. But got But Bayberry was awesome. The service staff there, the bartenders, were fucking excellent. Second to none. Get the mushroom. Get oh my god those <laughs> mushrooms amazing! I, everything we ate there was amazing. Yes, um, I we had a really wonderful bartender who discouraged me from ordering a stout that I did not know was pumpkin spiced, and I know a lot of you would just probably like that's pumpkin spice stuff, but no pumpkin spice. Hate. I'm just not, not for into it. She uh, let me know, so it was good. It was good. Good on her. Good on everybody there. We also beautiful space. We also visited uh, Slow Road for a cocktail, and they were very accommodating. And then right next door, Beer on Earth with some pretty dope art installations. Yeah, a super cool, cute little brewery that had some surprisingly good beers. Yeah. Uh, I, I really liked it. I liked the can art. I liked the vibe. It yeah. was very small community. It was small and chill. Everybody yep. was super cool. Uh, we did. We, we did take. We took a lot of lifts. And yes, Ubers while we were in Rhode Island, we did have drinking and driving isn't cool. It is not cool. We did have a Lyft driver named Victor who was super fun, but Victor did fart in our Lyft. <laughs> he did. And when I asked him if he fart, he it, when I asked him if he farted, he denied it. That yeah, was not cool. It was, that was awkward. He tried to say that it was us, and I was like, "No, dude, that was I would have claimed that stank." Yeah, that was that was weird and awkward. So shame on you, Victor. Shame on you, Victor. That you was gotta your own stink. your stank. Own your fucking stank. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so long story short, here Providence uh, seemed unassuming and was actually a lot of fun. So we love supporting other like little tiny local businesses, and so go check out uh, those places if you're so inclined, or send us new suggestions for places that you love in Providence or other areas around Boston because we plan on doing more of these graveyard walking episodes. So totally, we'd love your recommendations of places to go and check out, especially little witchy shops. Totally, that might be your favorites. which is willing to travel. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's uh, that's about all we have for Grace Churchyard Part 2. We'll be back next week with a brand new fresh herb for everyone. I'm super excited. I hope we get to smoke it. We'll have to uh, listen in to find out. Yes. In the meantime, if you have suggestions, if you have graveyard stories, if you have more information about any of the folks that we talked about in Part 1 or Part 2, the Hazards or the Monroes, or uh, Reverend Yearwood, Drop us a line. Uh, send us a DM on Instagram. You can find us at 5C2P Pod on both of those things. Until then, be kind. No Nazis, no pervs. Totally. <laughs>